Dog. Today, we're going to the beautiful country of Canada with Layla Rame. Layla's philosophy and business model is that she wants you to rebrand your brilliance, embrace your narrative, redefine your identity, and reignite your personal brand. Well, it sounds like she's going to put you in a rotisserie oven, huh? <laughs> she's going to get you up and moving. I'm so excited to talk to her about so many things. Uh, she is a woman that had to flee Syria and ended up migrating to Canada. She is the survivor of cancer. She has overcome and won the war against that big D called depression. Uh, she's been the founder of a couple of nonprofits that have helped people transition when they are coming from other countries. She's a businesswoman, a coach, and a lovely soul. Let's welcome her to the edge. How are you, Layla? Oh, how sweet of you. That's uh, like, I'm hearing this and I'm like, oh my God, that's all me. That's all you. That's all uh, you. Thank you so much, April. I am so privileged and honored to be here with you on your uh, podcast. And it's just uh, um, a real pleasure to be here. I'm doing very good. I'm doing fantastic and happy to be here. Well, I'm telling you, you look like brand new money. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a lot because that shows uh, people that there is hope and there is resilience if you stick with it. Yeah. And it's all about a mindset and being conscious. Tell my brains a little bit about your story, your journey, and your truth. Well, it's, um, of course, that what you said is very um, true. It's all about resilience and a mindset. You need to make a decision that you want to continue in this life. You're going to stand up and you're going to find your way. Um, I'm not a big advocate for oh, you have a fighter or or that like you'll be feisty and you'll be a fighter but not do that attitude i'm more about embracing life accepting what comes take advantage of even the bad moments in your life and try to um, reinvent them and take whatever you can of lessons learned from those um, hardships in your life and position them in a way that would serve you and continue living because whether you like it or not we are living every day with hardship with ease with like things that are pretty or not or ugly um, you're going to still be here the sun is going to shine every day with or without you and you're going to have a new day every 24 hours and it's your choice you want to be on the side, on the margin of life, or do you want to be in the center of life? And that is a decision to make. So I had to make that decision after feeling marginalized for a while, feeling victimized for a while, feeling as if I am um, non-existent. And then I made the choice and I had the decision. And it was over and over again, um, because as you said, and you mentioned, I have survived different um, hardships in, in my life, um, starting by um, divorce at a younger age with the one child, being a single parent. Then after that, a little while after I um, got cancer, 
try to survive that and trying to become again like feeling victimized by by cancer and then becoming like the fighter and then the survivor and every time i'm having a new title or a new um, tagline um, that i feel that this is who i am now and but this is not me and then I be, again uh, fleeing uh, the war becoming a refugee, um, immigrating, um, being a survivor, every step that you go to, you can choose. Either you can fall down and be the victim, or you're going to stand and be the fighter and the survivor. And it, it's not, it wasn't easy. I'm not telling you that it is an easy process and you no, need to do it. You know it's easy, everybody would do it. Yeah, well, everybody would have to do it at some point. They just need to find what's the motive. It is a flight or fight response. A lot of people don't have the bandwidth. They just don't have it. You know, I look at people on television right now in these war-torn countries. We'll pick, you know, Palestine is the topic of the day. People had nice homes and gardens and kids going to school. They don't want to have to flee with the clothes on their back, no money, half of their families been killed, they're destroyed, they're moving to somewhere else, they have no relationships. People don't understand that. I get that. But then the responsibility of the communities of the world to onboard something that's again a stressor on them i'm here in san diego it's not just uh, uh mexicans coming across the border it's a lot of people to the point yeah. where we're gonna have to shut the border you just can't take care of everyone but you worked and founded not one but two nonprofit organizations in the past that helped these people Give us a little snapshot of what that looks like and some of the services that those nonprofits provided to the people in these uh, communities. Well, thank you for asking this question because this is something that I am very proud that I contributed to founding those organizations. One of them was focused on um, business immigrants, people who came to Canada to start a business, to start a life here. They have came with their choice to begin a new life um, with whatever idea that they have for their businesses. And it wasn't easy for them because coming from a different culture, different way of doing business, uh, different approaches, um, they were trying to get by uh, the new rules and regulations. Um, they have some money that they want to invest and they need also to hire people. So it's a long process. And um, I've seen it because I was working at the time also um, with an organization here with the Chamber of Commerce and, and I met with those people in different um, environments. And then after I left the Chamber, I decided that I wanna do something that it's focused on helping them, not from just um, a supportive um, standpoint, but also navigating every step of the way of how they want to establish their businesses, what type of services they might need, connecting them with uh, lawyers, with accountants, 
um, with um, realtors, uh, whomever would be helping them in finding a location, uh, doing the registration, uh, having everything legalized, and, and making all their finance finance uh, in place. Um, so it was a, a real um, in in depth service to help those immigrants come in to um, to do business in Canada, um, and it got me also into. Um, introduced me to so many uh, people from different cultures from dance and really enriched me. So it was a win-win for me because I was learning from them and I'm also trying to help them. And it wasn't only me, there was a group of other business immigrants that came before. So we together um, uh, founded the, uh, what we called it, the New Brunswick uh, uh, Business Immigrant Association. Then on the other side, there was another category of people, immigrants, who were really in big need to, um, to have help and support, where they were the immigrant women. A lot of immigrants came to Canada. They're either wives of um, either students, international students, or maybe investors, or business people, or people who chose to move here majority of them the the male or the man in the family is going out to work the woman is left at home with the children um and sometimes is very isolated she does not know the culture maybe not knowing the language uh if she needed any service she don't know uh, they don't know how to go and maneuver that or navigate those services and the, the worst part of it which was major major concern in at that time when we started is that there was a lot of also violence among people uh, that came from different countries. Maybe they were arranged marriages, they were not happy, they came here to something different. And when they go and seek services or support uh, from the local organizations, they, they, fa they are faced mostly with the answer, maybe this is cultural, we cannot help you. So they would decline the service either because the organization isn't afraid or concerned about interfering with something that it might be religious or, or cultural or of that sort. So, or they are not able to understand the language because there is a barrier. The, the, the woman is not able to communicate in English or they do not have the service in that language. So we formed the, um, uh, Immigrant Women Association of New Brunswick that was mainly focused on uh, providing services in translation for those women, whether it, it, it's something to regard to violence or health or reaching education uh, or other services, um, reaching uh, legal services, or even um, maybe for their children or making a community. So we had a lot of members that are speaking uh, so many languages. We, we had almost uh, about 20 something languages wow. spoken within our the organization. So if anybody is in need for help or support, we will go and, and do the translation for them all voluntarily and also to give them support into uh, what are the resources, the numbers, the association that would help them to um, build a community with their children and their families That's as well. That's so important because when you come to a new neighborhood, Grange, you don't even have to go to a foreign country. You're at a loss making friends. Yeah. Just someone to smile because you're shielded. You don't know how you're going to be received or perceived.
because mm-hmm. of the huge cultural difference. But you were able to embrace all of that, do that great work, and then you got the diagnosis of cancer. Well, cancer was before actually. Cancer was when I was back home. Oh, it wow. was, uh, yeah, it was before even I flee, uh, I uh, fled my country. Um, and uh, I'm happy that I am clear and, and survived, but I was at a really late stage. Uh, I was working really, really hard, long hours. I wasn't noticing my health. And it was a later stage. Um, uh, the doctors did not think that I would survive. And um, and actually, um, I've been, um, um, I got a near-death experience that I did not think that I will make it. But then again, that's what I always say. It depends on what really brings you back to life. It's a decision. Whether you're depressed or you're sad or you have cancer or any other disease or any other hardship in your life, it's a choice. Either you want to be, you, you want to give up and, and surrender to whatever comes, or you're going to say, is there still something in me that I could do? Or is there something more to give to life or life to give to me? Uh, and it was a choice mainly at the time because I had a younger child and I was a single parent and she needed me and I did not want to leave her behind. And I was like, what am I doing here? I cannot let this kill me. Mm-hmm. And and then I had to fight it. It wasn't an easy, um, um, like really battle with, with cancer, but but I made it. It took me a year to to get over it, but I made it. And the turmoil of fe- feeling um, sick and looking at yourself in the mirror, um, looking at your hair gone, your you look different. You are also after the cancer, you get the cortisone, and then you have that what you call that moon phase. And then you look at yourself. I like I'm never going to be back again to who I was. And it was a huge um, transformation in my personality and my view to life after I survived. Through it and after it, it was really a big transformation because what I perceived life to be before was totally different than after I survived cancer. Well, you're looking at it with a fresh pair of eyes, new lenses, and you realize that, okay, You've had cancer, you went through this, you've had a near-death experience, you're a single parent, you have your child, and now you have to flee your country. You know, again, that's all about rebrand your brilliance. So I see exactly, you know, embrace the narrative, redefine your identity, and reignite your personal brand. So now you're taking all of this wisdom, uh, these difficulties that you've had, you've condensed them, and now you say, you know what? Let's rewrite the script. Let's yeah. create a new narrative for ourselves. Tell us a little bit about your business and what you're doing now. Well, I am uh, glad that you asked me because this is something that I am really extremely passionate about. Um, I came to this business idea actually out of just um, been doing this every day, I think. I, I have been doing this maybe since I overcome my cancer and then I came to the country here feeling that I don't know who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. And going through that, when you just don't know who 
you are in a new place um, and then feeling the loss of uh, belonging was very, very tough that it got me into depression. And as you said, coming out of all these, it, I needed to change my mindset. And it all starts by a decision. You would have to look, you, and, and I feel sometimes I tell people, you need to let yourself go to the deep bottom before you can get pull yourself up. Because if you don't take your time going into all the fear and, and facing the fear and jump into the fear and all the scary things that you're going to face because you cannot just keep running away. It will hunt you if you don't go and face it. So you have to go too deep to get where you feel is your worst nightmare and then find how you're going to overcome that and then pull yourself up. And then you would have to change your mind mindset either you're going to think I am a victim and this is the end of my life or you're going to say what did I learn from this how can I make this life better and make it life that I deserve and then think about it in in a different way and rewrite really how you want to live your life and make the, that decision so you need also to get back and this is one thing that I do in in the program that I do for rebranding your brilliance, whether it's on the one-on-one or the group uh, uh, course, is that you need to go back and see what are your values? Because among all these um, ups and downs and that all this roller coaster that you face in life, people might not have all of the things that I went through. Maybe one thing in, is enough to make them feel crushed. Um, people go, go divorce, change of job, loss of job, loss of somebody they love things happen in life. That's how life is. But it is all about what values you keep and what values you gain. Because sometimes what we believe, because when I came to this country, I, I had some, some um, uh, values in my mind, some uh, thoughts and beliefs that I carried with me. Um, but then I learned new things and I learned to look at life in different perspective and, and the hardship that we face teaches different things about ourselves first thing and about others and about how to react, how to act and react. And you just need to know to go deep and say, who am I? What am I passionate about? What drives me? Um, what are my values? What do I believe in? Uh, what is the right or wrong for me? Who can I deal with? Um, what is my vibration, where I'm standing in this life, what do I want to attract, and then go to there and then and see what does not serve me anymore, what beliefs that were like keeping me drowning down and I need to get rid of them and do like an inventory of all of those things, mm -hmm. then you've got to go to the next level and say, what are the skills that I have, because most times when you're depressed, it's because you feel that you are helpless and useless. And there's nothing you could do that it's everything is running away from you like right. like life nothing to contribute exactly and then when you go into the inventory of your skills and say i can do this and that i'm good at this and that and then you put them down and say where did i use these how did this help me and go also back into the pattern what are the things that i've done in past life that was good to me and what are the things that I've done that gave me that harmed me or gave me really bad results or uh, it, it had a bad impact and then you do that it's just an exercise 
literally an exercise. It might take a day, it might take a week, it might take long, longer time, but you need to do that. And then you go all on paper and write it all and then bring that together to say, what is my mission in this life? What I represent? How do I want to shape my life? And write that. There are so many exercises that I do with my clients that I, that I help is that you just have to look at yourself a year from now, 10 years from now, write the script of what the life that you envision for yourself and, and feel it and live it. Exactly. Then if you feel, I do not deserve to be in a corner suffering by myself with no friends, no connection, uh, sick and, and needing help and feeling bad about myself. You know, I don't all want to about the manifestation that brains, let me tell you, was heavy. That was the golden ticket right there because she broke it down. What manifestation really is. People think it's a vision board. <laughs> They think it's Abra, yeah. and it's not. You've got to do the work. You've got to pull back the layers. You've got to show yourself what it is you've been hiding. You've got to live in where you are now, and you've got to project and plan for the future. Now, exactly. the future is not promised. The past is gone, and all you have is the present. So continue to work in that space. Maximize mm -hmm. that space. It doesn't have to be a small container. You know, no, exactly. It could be an ocean of dreams, but you have to keep dreaming and you have to be around the right people. Circle of influence. Have a coach like Layla, someone there that is going to hold your hand. She's She can't change you. You still have to do the work. I tell you that every day. You still have to show up. However, she is not going to judge you. She may be hard on you, but that's what you need. That's how you edit filter and adjust. If you want a marshmallow, then just continue to be and do what you're doing and see how that's working for you. So you have done all these amazing things, but let's ask some fun questions about you. Okay. What is your superpower? Caring for people. Mm. I think I care too much. No. Uh, but I love that about myself. I wouldn't change it a bit. You can never care too much, but if caring is caring or caring, you know, then that's enabling. But to care for someone, to nurture, to be there, to answer a phone call, to answer a question, to love, you know, to hold space, never too much. So never, never yeah. think that it's too much. If you were an appliance in the kitchen what appliance would you be mm, that's a good question what would i be um i'd like to say the coffee maker because i love coffee maker but in my life i am mostly the dishwasher <laughs> You're my favorite friend because I don't like to do the dishes. I think way I'd probably be the juicer. Oh, really? Well, that's it's fresh, it's squeezed, but you know the purity uh, that you get out of it cleanses your body, you know, and it tastes good. So I think that I would be that. If yeah, I think a sports so, car. What kind of car would you be? Ah, uh, what kind of car? Um, 
I that that's what go into the branding. Um, because if it was about 10 years ago, I would be a Ferrari because I was like fast and nothing gonna stop me. Mm -hmm. uh, but now I feel that I would be maybe um, any reliable four wheel a car, like yeah. not necessarily a, uh, a brand because I am more reliable, uh, practical, and uh, and really sturdy on the road. I know where I'm heading. I'm taking my time. I'm not slow, but I'm taking my time driving and I'm very reliable. And you'd probably be electric because you're sustainable and renewable. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a flower in the garden, what flower would you be? Oh, uh, that is in a heartbeat. I'm a sunflower. And my sunflower is my my flower. And on all my uh, presentations, I always have a sunflower because my my tagline would be, everybody is a sunflower. You are the sunflower that is riding, radiating, observe, absorbing the, the light from the sun and radiating it. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is my, um, what do you call that? The uh, analogy is that you have those petals of the sunflower are all the personas that you play in your life or all the roles that you play in your life. Your mother, your daughter, your employer, your coach, your entrepreneur, um, whatever you are. But in the core, you're the head. So those petals can fall. But if you take care of the head with the core, who you really are, you can carry all those beautifully and you can play them really, really beautifully. So that's why I love the sunflower because it has a lot of petals and it's always radiating and go well. And it provides food, nourishment. It's bright, it's full. So all of that resonates with me when I look at you. And in closing, Layla, what do you want your legacy to be? I would want to hear, even after I pass from this life, that people would say she had an impact on me. Whether I inspired them or I really helped them change their life for the better. I just want to, to have a good impact, a positive impact on people. And that's what I want to be. Well, your story is definitely impactful, insightful, and reigniting. Tell my brains how to get in contact with you, how to work with you, how to follow you on social media. Uh, as you can see from the background, my program is Rebrand Your Brilliance. They can find me on Facebook through the group Rebrand Your Brilliance. And they can find me also on Facebook, Leila Rame. Uh, I'm wearing something similar to this in the picture. <laughs> And uh, they can also find me on my website. It is actually under construction right now, but they can send an email to subscribe for the website. It is www.laylarame. And they can send me an email on coach at laylarame.com. Brains, we're going to put all of her contact information there in the back. Call and have a consultation. If you are a person that is ready to light that fire up under that kettle, 
and get it going. You've been sitting there like lunch meat, like a big old piece of bologna, just doing nothing. But you heard this interview and you said, wow, if she can do it, if I could just overcome one of the things that she's overcome, it'll be a success. I'm sure that she would love to spend some time with you, do an assessment, possibly work with you moving forward. If you are interested in getting more details about some of the organizations that she's worked with, please contact her because there's a lot of people that need help right now, a lot, not just in Canada, but across the world. It just seems like it's, seems like it's shrinking on us. But if we have someone to support us and get us back on our feet, it's going to be hugely successful. Thank you so much, Layla, for being here with us on the Edge Brains. Go in and love, like, share, and subscribe. Love, like, share, and subscribe. Share this with a friend. Go in, follow Layla, uh, and look at some of the other content that she has out there. It's so much information. Um, I think that you will not be underwhelmed, but overwhelmed. Thank you so much for being here with us. Come back and visit us again, okay? I will, for sure. Thank you so much, April. It was a pleasure being here with you. All right, brain, sit up straight. Take a deep breath. Pull your head up. Stick your chest out. And have a good day. Bye.